It's Farley Brothers Radio once again. Thank you for joining me. Uh, this is a little different show than we normally have had. It is just Kevin Farley today. Just me. Uh, solo. Flying solo. So, you know, this is a new thing for me. I've never done this before. So we'll see how this one goes. Johnny's probably going to call in a little later, but we know how Johnny is. And I think Carissa, maybe I'll give Carissa a call. Maybe I'll give her a call, and then we'll get we'll get through this whole thing. I hope everything's fine. It's uh, middle of April, somewhere around April, whatever, 12, 13, 14. I don't know what it is. Middle of April. We're right around tax season, which is the worst, worst time of all of our lives. I'm always late. I'm always filing extensions, H&R blocking it, turbo taxing it, whatever you have to do to get it done. You got to get it done. Those of you who are getting money back, congratulations. Those of you who are paying, you should have paid more. No, I don't know. It's a, it's one of those difficult things. Take the money now or pay me later. Tax season is depressing. April is, is one of those months that's got tax season, but also baseball season. So you're combined with two things that are going on in April. Also, my mother turns 80 on the 21st of April. And the Farley family is going to have a big party for her in Madison, Wisconsin, at the Edgewater. And I've planned that, which is such a undertaking Planning parties is is a very difficult thing because you don't know what people want to eat. Also, the big question is: Do you have a cash bar or do you have a uh, uh, you know you pay for the liquor, which I think is <laughs> that jacks the price up too much. So I've decided to have a cash bar. People are going to be pissed at that, I think, but that's nothing I can do. I can't help it. Anyway, that's happening in April. Um, I have been on the road, folks, for a long time. I have been on the road since October. And I've got a new booker that's really getting me out there a lot. And I'm appreciative of it. This weekend, I will be at the Laugh Factory in Scottsdale um, from uh, 14th, the 15th, the 16th, and the 17th. I will be splitting my time with Jeffrey Richards. I think you're familiar with him. He's been on the show before. He's a very funny guy. If you go to Jeff tastyjeff.com, you can see his music. Very strange, but funny music stuff. Really, really good. Jeffrey and I are be splitting splitting the time um, between those two between at the Scottsdale Lack Fair. I'll be doing 30 minutes and Jeff will do 30 minutes and together we'll make a show. So that's happening this weekend, and then I go right to Madison, and I celebrate on the 21st with my mom, 80, turning 80, which is a huge milestone. Proud of her. She's excited to have the party, which I'm glad to do for her. And then I'm off to Chicago, where I'll be um, doing all kinds of events down there. I'm in Berwyn, Illinois, for a little while. I'm in Chicago itself. I'm traveling around the Chicago area doing comedy. And then I'm in Reno uh, for at the end of the month. I fly right from Chicago to Reno 
and um, there I'm at the uh, comedy uh, Reno Comedy Club, right downtown Reno. You're gonna love that place. So if you're ever in Phoenix, if you're ever in Chicago or Reno, please come out and see my shows. I won't disappoint. I'll tell as many fart jokes as you guys want me to hear. I mean, what you want to hear. I'm full of fart jokes. Full of them. Chock full of them, folks. Uh, let's see. I just got back from Corpus Christi, Texas. Texas has kind of been good to me lately. And Corpus Christi is a really nice town. It's uh, right on the water there. Very old town. Uh it's been around for quite a long time, oil-driven, a lot of oil refineries there. I think Sitco has a really big one there. So it's interesting. I was at Chuckles Comedy or Mesquite Grill Comedy, and they have a really nice room up there, very friendly people, nice, nice time in Corpus Christi, um, Texas. And the weather is beautiful. Weather I got lucky on, which was great. And so I just had a good time. Good food, good people, really nice time. Also, I uh, while I was down there, I um, I went on the Lexington, the USS Lexington, which is down in Corpus Christi. It's uh, an old World War II uh, aircraft carrier, and I learned a little bit about it. Um, the uh, car- carrier itself is actually a second or third Lexington that we built because the other two were sank. One was sank at the Coral Sea right before this one was built. And it was called the Blue Ghost because the Japanese thought they had sunk the Lexington at the Coral Sea. And then a few days later, this one pops up because we had just finished it, and they thought it was a ghost. They they didn't know what to think because they thought they saw the whole thing go down. But yet this thing appears two days later, and it's called the Lexington, and they're really, they're really confused and scared the enemy. So that's when they knew we were they were up against a pretty... Uh, formidable foe in the United States of America. And that Lexington lasted from right up until 1991 when they decommissioned it in 1991. So it had a good long service. It uh, saw a Korean War. It saw an immense amount of uh, action all around the world. It's quite a thing to see if you're down in Corpus Christi, Texas, it's an enormous ship. You can't believe that these guys um, survived in that tiny quarters down in the hull. And the steps on these things, they go straight up, like the ladders. They go straight up. And, you know, there's just little portholes you got to walk through. And I'm thinking, how many sailors have knocked their head on these things? I almost knocked myself out a couple times. But, you know, when you're sprinting around you know, battle stations, that kind of thing. I bet a lot of guys knock themselves out. It's just a weird thought that I had. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that Lexington, if you're down there, it's a really thing. It's a cool thing to see in Corpus Christi. And so uh, I've been back in L.A. for a few days. It's nice to come home, just relax in L.A. L.A.'s got great weather right now. The pollen isn't killing me as much as it usually does. And, um... It's nice to just chill out before I go on on the road again. I like being back in L.A. The Dodgers have started already. They lost to the Diamondbacks in their opener, which is kind of disturbing. I'm a bit of a Dodgers fan just because I've lived here for so long and I like them. I think they got a great team this year. They're a really wonderful team. Mostly, of course, as you know, 
I am a Brewer fan. But I'm looking at my Brewers this year, and I'm thinking, oh, boy, we got to have a building year. We don't have the pitching. We just don't have it. We don't have uh, – we don't even have the hitting, I don't think. You know, uh, it's going to be a long, long year, I think, long summer for the Brew Crew. But I don't know what the answer is when you're a small market team, how you go get those pitchers that you need. I don't know. How do you compete with the St. Louis Cardinals every single year? I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. If I own the Milwaukee Brewers, it would be a tough thing to do. You know, you just need pitches. You just need pitchers. You hope, I guess, that some of these guys find their groove. And, you know, there's been pitchers that find their groove, and then all of a sudden they're aces and they're great. We used to have Zach Granke, and then Zach Granke came to the to the Dodgers, and God, what a year he had last year. And I kept thinking to myself, he used to be a brewer. And how did we let that guy go, for God's sakes? But I guess they just go for bigger pastures and bigger money. It's hard to keep them in town, you know. And then as a Brewer fan, you just suffer. You just suffer. And I hope every year around April, I'm always, I always tune in. I remember listening to Bob Euchre as a kid and and hoping, you know, that this is going to be our year. But I don't know. I, I still don't give up hope. That's the nice thing about the beginning of baseball season. You still have the hope. You still have... You know, maybe this could be our year. You know, maybe we get on a winning streak. Maybe we do it, you know, because I never give up hope. You never do. You just never, you never do because baseball is such a, to me, I think a lot of people think it's boring. I don't think it's boring. I think people, it's a very mysterious game where, you know, teams can get on hot streaks. Pitchers can get on hot streaks. Hitters can get on hot streaks. And you just never know. That's why I never give up on my brew crew. You know, I never give up on um, – but this year I think that the thing to, for me to watch is the uh, Dodgers. I think I'm going to watch the Dodgers and be a Dodgers fan this year because I think they got a really good shot. they got a lot of great players. So they'll be an exciting team. I'm going to go to a few games hopefully through this year and um, check them out. Um, what else is going on in the world? The election, oh boy, I don't even know what to say about that, folks. I've been watching it a little bit, watching it here and there. It's certainly entertaining, obviously. You know, I don't know who you're going to vote for, but at least it's a little bit entertaining to watch some of this stuff going on. You know, um, I certainly don't even understand why anyone would want that job, but it certainly is vicious. It does kind of dishearten you when it gets that vicious. You know, well, we'll see who they pick. Uh, the Republican convention is going to be such such a uh, circus. It's just shaping up to be that way, you know, and that's sort of sad, but, uh, I think that's just the way the cookie's going to crumble. That convention might be a real raucous thing and they might contest it. They might, uh, you know, I mean, if that happens, that's a, whew, that's going to be good TV, but I don't know if it's great for the country. So I don't know, but the, certainly the TV networks are going to love it. The rest of the country is probably going to be a little depressed by the whole thing. I don't know. Maybe we got to look at another system just to how to pick these guys. I don't know. But I certainly think that Donald Trump has got his way of uh, turning the whole thing into a bit of a reality show, which is a strange phenomenon. Didn't think I'd see that as far as I lived, you know. I grew up with the boring debates of Reagan and all these other guys, and and, you know, all of a sudden you've got... 
you've got a reality show guy, and he's uh, leading, which is insane to me. But I mean, I think he's to call him a, an idiot is stupid too, because he's he's uh, run a great company, he's made a great company, so you can't really call him. He's a phenomenon this year, and I think he's a sign of our times. Always, presidents need a little bit of luck, and I think that his has come his way. He's just the right candidate for the right time. So we'll see how that goes. You know, we'll see how it shapes up the next couple of months here. God knows we're going to get a full plate of it, which is kind of like once in a while you got to turn the TV off just to just to keep your sanity, folks. You know how it is. Anyway, that's all. I'm excited for baseball. I'm excited for I'm excited for uh my mom's birthday and to get out on the road. Being on the road is is fun for me. It's a lot of travel, but at least it's, you know, I, I, I kind of like it. I like to see other places in the country and that kind of thing. So it's been fun for me. I was in Erie, Pennsylvania, which was fun. I was in, uh, um, where else was I? Good God. I don't even know where I've been, folks. Let's check the calendar here for a sec. Because I've been on the road for like three months straight. I was in Boston. And I got a tour of the Boston uh, Fenway Park, which was a unique thing. We got to go through the whole thing. What a great, great monument to baseball the Fenway Park is. If you ever get a chance to go to Fenway, please do it. It's a great place. They just had their opener, too. And then I've been in Dallas for most of the time. I've been in Hyenas down there in Plano, Fort Worth. Fort Worth, I stayed at uh, the same hotel that John F. Kennedy stayed at the last night he was alive in Fort Worth. And they had pictures of him all. I'm really interested in the whole Kennedy thing. So it was kind of fun to stay in that hotel. They said it's haunted too, which kind of scared me, which I didn't really like. I don't like people when they tell me my hotel's haunted. I don't think anyone does. But that was kind of freaky. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that. Took an extra Benadryl that night. Yeah. Anyway, folks, uh, <laughs> let's see what else is out there tonight. Um, we can talk about in April. The summer's coming up. you got to get your beach body out there. Everybody's working right around April. Everybody hits the gym pretty hard to get their beach body going. I've never had a beach body, and I don't even want a beach body. I don't think I could ever get up each body, but I am working on a lot of trying to just get into a, a slimmer pair of pants. I wouldn't take my shirt off if my life depended on it. But certainly the people out there that are going to hit the beaches pretty soon. See, in L.A., we don't even know that because we can hit the beach any time, but we never do. It's the funny thing about living here is you live right next to the water and you never go to the beach. I don't. I should go, but I never do. I don't know why. I used to live in Redondo Beach, and I was only a block away, and I hardly ever went then. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> this is fun doing this solo. I don't know if I'm doing a good job, am I? Okay, I got the good. I got the good thumbs up. Um, what else do you guys want to talk about? Oh, I I want to make a comment about the Golden State Warriors. I think the 
incredible accomplishment of how is it? Do you know if it's seventy six wins or seventy three? Seventy three wins. You know, I mean, I grew up watching. I, of course, I don't really remember the early Will Chamberlain years or the, but I do remember the the Chicago Bulls, and. To me, I thought that was the best team I'd ever seen play basketball. Dominant. And also, you know, the years that Kobe and Shaq were in town here. Pretty dominant teams. But, wow, just watching the Golden State. But, of course, those teams had, you know, big men that they used. You know, Cartwright was on the Bulls at that time. Wasn't much of a scorer, but he was a force. He was a seven-foot guy in, in, in the middle. And then, of course, Will Chamberlain, big guy, and, and Shaq was a big guy. But the game has changed this year, or these these days. It's more of a shooter's game, a small ball game, as you can. And I'm amazed that these guys are winning like this on their shooting ability and throwing bombs, which I think is a way more difficult way to win because everybody knows you get on hot streaks and, and also cold streaks when you're uh, a shooting team. But, man, they just don't seem to have – they just don't seem to have a cold streak. I mean, they've not lost two games the entire season. That's just incredible. Of course, then you go into the playoffs and everybody says, well, they got to win the whole thing, you know, in order to, like, make that a legitimate thing. You know, I, go, I, don't, I don't think so. I think that record stands on its own. The regular season, I'm very appreciative of it because, you know, they, they gave their fans their money's worth for the entire year. You know, and God knows NBA tickets aren't cheap. So every time you went and saw a Golden State game this year, you really saw a team that was playing hard. I appreciate that. I think the fans appreciate that, you know. And I take my hat off to the Golden State Warriors for the – even if they, they were playing tonight to see if they win it all. But my guess is they're probably going to take care of the Grizzlies tonight and then have that record. Of course, I could be wrong, but I doubt it. But I think that that's something um, – you know, for the record book. That's something really special. That's a special team. Seth Curry, what an, an amazing, amazing basketball player. Really, really. And a nice guy, too, seems like it. Of course, I don't know. But, I mean, yeah, what an amazing ball player that guy is. And he makes everybody on that team way better. You know, he makes everybody way better. He, You know, he brings up the, the level of play, that's for sure. I'm amazed. At the Golden State Warriors this year. Big, big hats off to you. If you guys win it all, fantastic. I don't know. If the playoff time comes, you never know what's going to happen. Somebody could get hot, and there's a lot of good teams out there. But I certainly hope they go all the way because they certainly deserve it. You put that kind of an effort in for the entire year, you deserve to get the championship, and I hope they do. Kobe Bryant's retiring. You can't argue that Kobe was one of the best ever. For God's sakes, I mean, he's just, he was phenomenal in the years. We are living in here in L.A. We had a parade every single year. They won it every year with him when Shaq. So he'll be a Hall of Famer. You know, I saw, I'm sad to see him go, but I also don't like to see when these guys play too long and then, you know, they get the injuries, wicked injuries, and then they're limping the rest of their lives. No, no, no. It's a great He's a great guy that uh, we're going to miss him here in L.A., but I think that uh, the Lakers now can sort of move on from the Colby era and get back into recruiting, you know, huge players, which uh, I'm sure they'll get right to it. 
I bet they make some pretty big trades coming up here. They got the money, and everybody wants to come to L.A. So we're going to see a little different uh, L.A. Laker team, I think, in the in the in the coming future, which is going to be great. But I do see it's sad to see Kobe go, and um, I like him. I think he's a good guy. Well, he certainly brought a lot to the city of Los Angeles, that's for sure, and uh, he deserves a first round ballot. So that's the uh, my thing on the sports, the arena, the hockey. You know, I mean, hey, I'm always rooting for the Blackhawks. Always rooting for the Blackhawks. But uh, L.A. Kings, I would love to see win. They're playing pretty well. But I don't think that anybody right now, I guess it's the Capitals or somebody that's that's got the winning streak on it. I don't know. We'll see how that NHL plays. But I'm always, I love the... Uh, I love the NHL playoffs. I think that's always an exciting time. Oh, I I think I want to talk a little bit about March Madness. I don't know what everybody's feeling is about March Madness, but my God, that is exciting to watch. You know, I don't care what your feelings about uh, college basketball are, whether or not you think that they're, you know, you don't like it because it's they're not pros. I mean, give me a break. That's the most exciting basketball. That, honestly, is more exciting than the NBA playoffs. How can you say that it's not more exciting than the NBA playoffs? Of course it is. Of course it is. You know those last buzzer beater shots? I watched that Wisconsin game when Wisconsin beat uh, it was Notre Dame or somebody. On the last second, you know, beautiful shot from the corner. And... You know, you're like, are you kidding me? I mean, game after game, including the national championship, was a buzzer-beater kind of thing going on. And that national championship was one of the most exciting things ever. Just really, honestly. I mean, I don't care what you think. If you're not watching Mar- March Madness, you're doing yourself a disservice because that's some great entertainment and great basketball. That was exciting. That tournament was one of the best in many, many years, you know, really great basketball being played. Of course, you know, I, I guess if you get a little bored, you know, you watch it and then you, you know, it doesn't get exciting until the end, which is poor, I suppose true, you know. But then watch, make sure you watch the ending because it's, it's a barn burner. It's unbelievable. It was a great tournament. Congratulations to uh, Villanova. I didn't think they'd pull that out, especially when the guy hit that shot. And then he goes right down and hits the other one. Hits a three. It's crazy. Crazy, crazy game. Crazy, but awesome, awesome tournament. Awesome tournament. One thing I will say about baseball, and you talk about boring. I mean, a lot of people think sports is boring. I don't think sports is boring. I mean, playing it, I guess I would get a little bored, Like especially in baseball. I would get very bored playing baseball because I would be stuck out in the – Outfield, and I tended to daydream out there. And I would sit out there, and I would find myself watching the game like a spectator. And people would literally have to say, "Hey, Farley, you know you're in the game." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." Because uh, <laughs> I'd be thinking about everything else, like the nice day, people in the stands, my glove. I'd look at my glove and just try to work it, make sure it was all right. And just kind of look at the grass, see if there's any worms out there. You know, looking down at my feet, looking for worms to so go fishing later or something. 
And then uh, a ball would come my way, and I could never, ever judge whether it was over my head or above. I couldn't judge a fly ball ever. I missed plenty of fly balls. Went right over my head. I'd run up immediately, which is a big mistake as an outfielder. But then again, I was dreaming of something else. And then I'd have to run back and miss it, you know. Didn't like playing baseball because there's also way too much going on. Like, a man's on first and third. Where do you throw it? I don't, I don't know. I would throw it to first. You know, no! There's like a hundred different, like, scenarios that each baseball player has to know at the back of his hand, you know. It's just too much for me to think about. I was always just hit it, catch it, throw it. But I made so many mental errors on the baseball field just because I didn't know what was going on most of the time. Football was a much better sport for me because I just knew, all right, just just hit that guy as hard as you can. I could do that. That was easy. I didn't like to think too much, folks. I don't like to think too much during sports. I'd rather just play them, not think. Baseball is a thinking man sport. You got to be thinking. And the, the trick is to stay awake and alert when it's it lulls you to sleep out there. Whether you're playing it or watching it, doesn't really matter. It lulls you to sleep. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait, I'm in a game. Wait a minute, I'm playing. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the trick of baseball is to stay alert when you're like, all you want to do is take a nap out on the outfield. So anyway, that I think why, that's why it's called a mental sport because it keeps, you have to force yourself to be awake. Yeah, it's very difficult. That's my thought about baseball. I used to swim and that I think, that I think contributed to my daydreaming. Because most of the time as a swimmer, you'd get up in the morning and then jump in the pool and you're staring. You're pretty much silent and you're staring at a blue line down at the bottom of the pool. And I would repeat songs to myself, you know, to keep the rhythm of my strokes, you know, like some whatever song that was on the radio I heard. And but it's really like internal and you're silent for two hours. You don't even speak to anybody. You're just it's like you're in the bottom of a pool, you know, so you don't even hear or speak or anything. Very solitary sport. So then when I started to switch to other sports, I didn't really communicate very well and I would daydream out there. So I failed at quite a few sports, folks. But at least in swimming, you you know, you get into shape. Swimming's the best thing to be in shape. Works every single muscle in your body, including your lungs. I would advocate any kid to, to, to swim, but make sure you wear your earplugs so you damage your ears. So swimming to me is a great sport for everybody. You should all be swimmers. And then the other ones just do for fun. Right now I like golf. Speaking of golf, the Masters was another great Masters to watch. I really felt bad for, for Jordan Spieth because God knows I've exploded on holes like that. And it's actually kind of quite comforting to know that a pro can do the same thing. Cause God knows I've, uh, I've had holes like that. You shoot two in the water. Every amateur golfer has. And I think everybody was sort of silently going, Oh God, if that's happening to Jordan Spieth, what chance do I have? You know, it just shows you the frustration of the game of golf. 
And still the kid had a chance to tie it up. And he damn near did it, which is the mental fortitude of Jordan Spieth. I mean, he was out of it after hitting two in the water. And then he just sort of gathered himself and said, all right, look, I'm one back, five down. Let's see what we can do here. I got five holes to play. Birdied one of them and then missed it by a little hair on the other ones. But, you know, really, if I did that, I'd throw my clubs and walk off off the uh, course. <laughs> it says a lot that the kid almost came back and made a go of it at the end. In fact, he got second place. Really, really. I look think that Jordan Spieth is going to be a great player, obviously. That goes without saying. Um, he's going to win a ton of championships just because of his, his attitude. I hope this doesn't, you know, affect him too much. I don't think it will. People say it will. I don't think it will. He's a young kid. There's going to be a ton of other, you know, they're going to forget about this. They're going to forget about it, you know, unless, of course, they're so dumb about it that they keep rewinding it on TV all the time. Move on. He's going to win a ton of championships. He's going to be a great golfer. And uh, hat goes off to the... Uh, the Englishman who won, Willis or Willie? I don't know. I can't remember his name. But he did, uh, you know, he hung in there. The other guys, Justin and uh, Jason Day, they just collapsed at the end too. That was weird to see. But Dustin Johnson, he can't putt. Got to get his head together with the putting. <coughs> but I was just... You know, the sports has been pretty good. I really, as you can tell, love sports. And I like uh, that the last couple of weeks have been pretty exciting with the uh, March Madness and then and then that Masters tournament. Really fun to watch. Been good, good sports watching lately. I really enjoyed it. That's what I like. That's my reality TV. That's my Kim Kardashian. That's what I... Uh, <laughs> That's what I watch for reality. I don't like reality TV as much as I like sports. Because at least in sports, it's just more exciting to me than reality TV. Johnny called in? Johnny's a jerk. Johnny won't call in. Um, let's see if I can call Carissa. Maybe she'll say hello to us. Um, yeah, no, I think girls... Reality TV for is for I don't know the, it's like sports for girls I think maybe I'm wrong on that Costa let's see what she says I can put her on this phone right yeah plug it into that little thing right there where this next to your next question this one yeah oh okay dynamite let's see if she answers folks. Oh, yeah. Look at that. She better answer. She better. Doesn't look like she's around. This is a real time waster, folks. Hey, it's Carissa. I'll leave, leave her a message. And have a great day. Carissa, this is Kevin. You're live on the podcast. I thought you'd pick up, but, well, you really dropped the ball on me here. You're really wasting the podcast time. This is an atrocity. 
Call me back if you want to be live on the Farley Brothers podcast. If not, I understand. Bye-bye. Let's call Sister Barb. She's funny. Barbara Farley. She'll answer. I think. She's probably going to be pissed that I put her live on the podcast. But that's all right. She's not doing anything. Pick up the phone. Barb. Barbara Ann's cell phone is off at the moment. Please leave a message at the beep. Thank you. At the tone, please record your message. Barb Farley, everybody. You have finished recording. You may hang up or press 1 for more options. Barbara Ann, I'm calling you on the um, on the podcast. Call me back if you want to be on live, huge audience, everyone listening in the world, the podcast. All right. See you. Barb doesn't want to talk to me. Who else wants to talk to me? Tim Bader will talk to me. You guys will like Tim. Tim's a good friend. Tim's crazy, by the way. I think he's been on the podcast a couple times. A really good musician, but totally nuts. I think he's in an audition right now. Yeah. That's not good. This podcast is really going well. This is one of my best ones. He's not going to answer. What a jerk. What a jerk. Nobody's answering. Never mind. Hung up on him. Let's call Jeff Richards, folks. You guys like Jeff? He's going to be performing with me this weekend at in in Phoenix. He'll answer. Can't you see how many friends I have, folks? What? Nobody wants forwarded to forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. All right, let's leave a message for Three, Jeff. Two. Well, that was weird. Oh yeah. The block did you blocked his number? Well, I muted it. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. I was going to say his number on the air. Oh, that's right. Oh, sorry, folks. That's a bad thing to do. I hung up anyway. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> that was close. Jesus, I'm sorry. I shouldn't be doing this. It's okay. It's okay? All right. Sorry about that. <laughs> I don't want to do that to Jeff. <laughs> Anywho, moving right along. Um, I could call Spade, but he wouldn't like that. And Mom, and I don't think we, she doesn't want to talk to him. Let's see what Johnny's doing. I'll get him to answer. He said he'd call in anyway. Hi, this is John. Oh. Uh, Mr. Cobb, please leave a message. Oh, well. Nobody wants to talk. Okay. Nobody cares. Well, anyway, um, 
What else can I talk about? What else do I really want to talk about? I am going to go to Alaska to do comedy. And I'm a little nervous about Alaska just because of the bears, not the Chicago bears, but the real bears, like bear bears. Um, now, I'm not totally terrified of that, but I do want to go out and maybe try to find a bear. I saw this thing online the other day with this guy, this hiker, was out in, uh, out in the woods or hiking out in the mountains, and this bear starts charging at him, and he starts to, like, yell at the bear. Here comes Jeff Richards, folks. Jeffrey? Hello. Hey, you're on the podcast. Is that okay, or I can hang up right now if you don't want to be Right now? Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah, I got a photo shoot at 5 o'clock, so... You got a photo shoot at five o'clock. Well, can you say something yeah. funny right now, just for fun? You know, like... uh, hey mom, <laughs> hey mom, hey mom. You... <laughs> a photo shoot. What's the photo shoot? Uh, headshots, new headshots. Oh yeah, are you excited for our shows this weekend? Yeah, I'm excited. Fun. I'm excited. I mean, uh, I checked the weather. We're not going to be boiling, which will be nice. Yeah. Well, it's still it's just it's always it's summer now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's summer, but, I mean, it's not, like, boiling hot in Phoenix, which could be a real nightmare. You know, was, I don't do well in the heat. Not at all. No, you don't do well in the heat. But, you know, there's air conditioning everywhere and cars everywhere. We can just jump into cars and yeah. jump. We'll be okay. The Scottsdale Act Factory is nice. You've played there, right, before? You've done that before. Yeah. It's a nice little town. It's a nice little uh, laugh factory. I'm not sure where it is, but it's in Phoenix, folks. It's in Scottsdale. And Jeff Jeff and I split time. Jeff does 30. I do 30. And uh, will you be doing your songs? You'll be doing your songs, won't you, this weekend? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be cramming the songs down their throats. <laughs> You'll be cramming the songs. You got a couple new ones, right? Uh, yeah, I got, I got a song called uh, Transgender Fender Bender. Transgender Fender Bender, right. And I have at least half of the lyrics written, so that should be, you know, pretty good. <laughs> You're halfway there. There yeah. you go. Yeah. And then I think yeah, we it's have... It's hard to sell the CDs unless I do the song, so... Yeah. Got to make sure I do a couple of those songs. Are you going to sell some CDs at our show this weekend? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And one of my sales techniques is to tell people that you're on the CD. <laughs> that you, you're on some of the songs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be selling like, some DVDs, too. We're both going to be doing merch. Is that bad? Are we going to? I don't think it's no. bad. No. Oh, it's great. Yeah, that'll be fine. And um, we're going to do eight shows, I think, Jeff, right? Eight? No. Oh, uh, no. one Thursday, four, five, six. Six shows. We're going to be doing six, six shows. shows in Phoenix this weekend. So if yeah. you know, if you got a chance, if you're in Phoenix, please come out and see us. Um, yeah. And we're going to have a good time. We're, I guarantee you we're going to put on a good show. It'll be good to hang out, you know. It'll be good to hang out, yeah. Yeah. And we did this in Vegas. Jeff and I do this all over the place. We did it in Vegas. So, whoa. That was a semi I had a burrito earlier. So. <laughs> I had a burrito. <laughs> Man, that was like yeah, a yeah. trumpet burrito. Yeah, well, I'm lactose intolerant, so <laughs> it's a double whammy. <laughs> so cool, you're getting new headshots. That's excellent. That's uh, 
I got to do that myself. You know, it's always important to get your headshots updated. But you lost weight, so you look different. So I think you probably got to do that, right? Yeah, I got to get something, some different. You know, I have to be a, more accurate. Yeah, I got to do that too because I'm older and fatter, and maybe I can get some of those old fat guy parts out there. I don't you know. always look great, though. It doesn't matter. Ah, I'm getting older, though. It's it, the gray beard doesn't help at all. I try to like, uh, you know, put coloring in my beard, but then no, I you just, don't. Sometimes I do. Yeah. Sometimes. Really? Because I'm embarrassed of the gray in my beard. I am. That's character, though. Yeah, but it's sometimes I put coloring in it. I know that's worse, but yeah, I don't know. I just I don't like getting old. It's awful. Well, it, w- it wouldn't be as bad, you know, if, you, if it wasn't orange coloring. <laughs> I know. See, sometimes I have I have chosen the wrong color, and it's orange and, like, red, and then it doesn't yeah. match my hair at all. So then I yeah. look like a really creepy clown or some kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. But the best thing is to lose weight. You're good at it. You're... You've been amazing at it. I've watched you do the green shakes and your and um, you know you 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 really took the bull by the horns when it come to that. You really changed your life. It's, I, I I'm pretty impressed by that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's just just about being prepared, you know. Just being prepared. I'm bringing the blender with me to. Scottsdale. You'll bring it. You'll bring it with Scottsdale, right? Yeah. You bring yeah. the ble- You bring the blender wherever you go, don't you? Yeah, I wrap it in yeah. towels and foam, and I hope for the best. You know, yeah. I don't think it's fragile, but I try to take it wherever I go. Yeah, that's great. Yep, and that's dedication, folks. Dedication. Yeah, you know, that's what it takes to uh, to lose weight these days. Because God knows, especially on your ro- on the road, you c- you have a tendency to eat like shit. Yeah. No. Well, you got to tell them you're you're uh, you're a diabetic. And then they give you a mini fridge. Oh, the hotel, yeah. Yeah. Then you load it up with vegetables and blend and and uh, yeah. Hope for the best. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. you got it. And then I also, I also get like a humidifier because these hotel rooms, ugh, they get brutal. They have those. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes not, but sometimes a hotel will have a humidifier down there. Sometimes. Yeah. You know, but very rarely, actually. I think the hotel we're at now, probably not. But Where's Johnny at? Johnny missed it today, and I, I'm not with Carissa. I'm doing this thing solo. I'm a little nervous. This is the beginning of the podcast? <laughs> this is like right in the middle, I think. What do I got? Okay. Or near, we're near the end, so yeah. You, so you phoned a friend? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I've talked all about sports today and my favorite sports, and then, and then I don't know what else to talk about. So I called you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just uh, gonna have this photographer come over into my apartment, and uh, hopefully, he doesn't rape me. <laughs> I hope he doesn't again, rape you either. Again, again, <laughs> he's coming to your yeah. apartment. That's not good, Jeff. Yeah, that could Isn't end up in bad? a rape. Yeah, you never know with these photographers. You know, well, he, I, he insisted on it. Oh, dude, you're dead. He's gonna rule for oh. you. You're dead. Oh, You're not gonna make Scottsdale. Good. Good. I didn't think I could make my rent anyway next month. So. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what if he took pictures of you, like you know, and then the police found him, and they're like, 
the first five pictures are like great headshot pictures, and then your eyes start getting droopier and droopier. And, the and then the other, the next five are just heads. <laughs> Not headshots, just heads. Technically, it's a headshot, but it's more accurately it's just a head just shot. Your head cut off. <laughs> oh man! Well, are you going out to any um, comedy store tonight or anything? No, I'm just gonna hang out. Yeah, I'm just gonna rest up. Yeah, I got an early flight. I got a noon flight. So That's I what I knew. I'll see up. you. I, I think I'll see you at the airport probably. What time you get in? Twelve forty-five. I land. I start out, and then I land at two. Did they ask for your travel yet? Or yeah, they said they they said they'd pick us up. Okay. So we'll right. see. I don't know. <laughs> cool. But we're gonna have fun. Well, thanks for chewing up some time on my podcast. Sure. And I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow, buddy. Okay, buddy. All right, see you. Bye. Bye. That's Jeff Richards. TastyJeff.com. Very funny man. Um, Let's see what John Farley's doing. This is how I do my day anyway. I just call people. This is what anybody ever does, right? I'm reading a book called The Big Short, which was a movie. It's an interesting book, folks. If you go get the book, it's really excellent. Talks a lot about the uh, financial crisis of 2008, which I think we're headed right back into. But I'm a doomsdayer. Johnny will not answer his phone. It's rude. Hi, this is John. He's rude. I do think that uh, we might be headed right back. I don't know if we learned our lesson because The Big Short was such a great film by Adam McKay. Very smart man, another Second City alumni. But, you know, uh, it made me think about the financial crisis and just, uh, you know, finance people in general. Oh, that's Cindy. I can't really talk to her. No. So uh, that was my publicist, folks, but I'll call her right after this. I'm not rude. Um, I uh, I just think that uh, I'm not so sure that we – that's why I like Bernie Sanders. At least he's the one addressing the whole situation. And at least he's he's talking about it. I mean, there is there needs to be some some serious regulation on these guys. You know, I think that that the Glass Steagall Act, which was what he talks about, you know, I mean, that seemed like a good thing when banks behaved like banks, when banks start behaving like investment banks and derivatives and synthetic derivatives and. You know, it's a great movie. It points that all out in a real layman's terms, and it just shows you the, the amount of greed that we can all go through and on a massive scale. Yeah, we all have to watch that. You know, if I got to watch your drinking, you got to watch your greed intake too, folks. Get a hold of yourself. Let's not go through that two thousand and eight again. My God, it's a great movie, but it's such a funny thing. You know how. Uh, if you don't have certain financial institutions regulated, they're going to behave like a bunch of children. So, yeah, that's a great book. It's a really good book. Well done by, uh, oh, shoot, I forgot the author. Oh, well, not a smart guy, folks. Uh, but it, it, it's a really interesting read, really interesting read. Um Anyway, I hope that doesn't happen. I notice that real estate prices are going back up again. So it always kind of gets me a little scared. So we'll see what happens. And then the next president's going to have to deal with all that stuff too. So most of it is 
hopefully we can avoid. Steer the ship in the right direction. What uh, what do we got? 48, 48 minutes I've already done. Boy, you guys are bored, huh? No, I'm just kidding. Um, well, I have had fun. This has been a solo ride with Kevin Farley uh, today. Appreciate you listening. If you turned your podcast off, I'm sorry. Lost you back there. But if not, I appreciate you listening to my ramblings this this afternoon. Well, go Brewers. Go Golden State tonight. And um, if you're in Phoenix or if you're in Chicago or if you're in Reno, come see me. Uh, do my stand-up routine. And also I want to plug uh, F is for Family, which is on Netflix. My friend Billy Burr in his show. I think we're coming out with some new ones here coming up. And I am be playing Babe, the uh, neighbor. And uh, that's coming out. Let's Right now, you can see that on Netflix. But I have another show on Country Music Channel. And that's called Still the King with Billy Ray Cyrus. And that'll be coming out June 12th, folks. So please tune in to the Country Music Channel and watch Still the King. I'm playing Mitchell Doily, who is Billy Ray Cyrus's parole officer. And I'm in, uh, I'd say, eight or seven or eight of those episodes. I had a blast in Nashville shooting this. I love Billy Ray Cyrus. I love the cast. Joey Lauren Adams, uh, Madison, everybody in the cast is so great. And the and the show is really, really funny. The writers of this thing really did a great job. And they really went out on a limb and they really captured uh, some funny. You know, and Billy is hilarious in this. So I don't think you'll be disappointed when you tune in to Still the King coming out June 12th. And also F is for Family, which is on Netflix right now. And, you know, come out and see my... Uh, See my shows live if you want. You can also go to kevinfarleyofficial.com, and I'm posting up uh, all the places that I'll be. And if you want me in your neighborhood or your bar mitzvah, no, no, I probably don't do that. But if you want me, you can uh, certainly call my uh, or get a hold of me through Facebook. I have Kevin Farley Facebook, and, and you know, book me. Or, or Roger Paul is the guy that books me in uh, New York City, so call him. I'd love to see. Anyway, uh, thanks a lot for listening today, Farley Brothers Radio, and I'll be back hopefully next week. We'll do another one of these, maybe solo. I like it solo. All right. Thanks, guys.